Welcome to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast, and I am your host, Heather Danielle. We are going to have such fun today because I am going to bring you 10 myths about psychic mediums. This is going to help you understand a little bit more about the psychic and mediumship world. Even if you're already into this world, I know that there are going to be some things that we're going to talk about today that can really, really help you understand spirituality a little bit better and then also help you maybe fight off the haters a little bit more or just be a little bit easier on yourself if you're opening up to your abilities. Well, you know what? I am so excited. We're just going to dive in right now. Let's get to debunking the first myth, and that is psychics and mediums are scammers. They are scam artists, right? Now, before I get into whether or not they're scam artists, we have to first talk about the difference between psychic and mediumship. Psychic is someone who is connecting to your aura, to your energy field. They connect to things of this world. A medium is someone who actually connects and communicates with someone or more than one spirit who has passed on to the other side. In order to be a medium, you have to raise your vibration a little bit higher, which means it might even be a little bit more difficult However, if you are a medium, you definitely are psychic. So all mediums are psychic, not all psychics are mediums. Even though you are a medium, you may choose to do psychic work or you may not. That means you may you know, choose to do psychic readings where you actually connect to that person's aura and that person's energy, or you just might choose just to talk to the other side. So now since we know the difference between psychic and mediums, are they scammers? The truth is, yeah, some of them are. <laughs> Just like any profession, you are going to have those who take advantage of people, who might get paid for the work, not follow through, not do a good job, right? Have you ever had a, you know, bad experience with a contractor that was here to renovate your house and you might have paid them the money and then they never showed up or they did a crappy job or you might know someone who has dealt with that? That's the same thing. You know, psychic and mediumship, you know, readers yeah, you're going to have some people that are like that. You're going to have people that take advantage of other people. However, I do want to bring up one thing because it may not be completely other people's fault for thinking that there are maybe even more scammers in the spiritual world. And it actually dates back to the turn of the century with the Fox sisters. So if you know who the Fox sisters are, that is amazing. That is awesome. Kudos to you because they basically helped pave the way for spirituality. And the Fox sisters were three sisters, Leah, Catherine, and Margareta. These three sisters actually started communicating with a beggar that was in their home that had passed on. And they would communicate with the ghost of this man through knocking and through tapping on the walls, on the table, what have you. It grew, it grew what these girls could do and how they were talking to this man. And they started doing shows and it was amazing and everybody would come out and they would, you know, see them perform in action and got a lot of people on board with spirituality and with communicating with those who passed on. However, there was a lot of haters as well and they said that they were scam artists. Well, time goes on and finally... The sisters, or at least two of the sisters, confessed that, yes, it was all a scam. 
it was all a scam. They were making these knocks, you know, with their knees, with their knuckles, and that's how they were doing all of this. It was kind of crazy to think that they could actually have pulled one over on everyone. And so, you know, they lost a lot. But some people say that they did it because one te one one of the sisters fell in love with a man and they just wanted to get out of the spotlight. So they just made it up. You know, they just made up this lie that they were making it up so they could get out of the spotlight. However, more time goes by and they finally recant, recant and they say, you know what? No, we actually weren't making it up. It was real all along. So now people don't even know what to believe, right? Because now you're saying, oh, it was real. And then you're saying, oh, no, I was making it up. And now you're like, no, I was making it up that I was making it up. <laughs> and so these are some of the more, most monumental people in spirituality who were saying that, yeah, I was scamming you and then go and take it back. Now you're outside the circle of trust. So I don't even know what to believe. So in my opinion, too, I don't really blame people who think that it's a scamming thing because there might be a lot of scammers out there. Believe me, I get fake profiles for my account all the time. And I'm a little baby fish. <laughs> and I know that the bigger psychic mediums out there, the ones that refer celebrities, I know they get a lot of fake ones. And these people, some people are just so desperate that they believe that these people want to help them out when they're scam artists. So take that with what you will. But I really think that it's kind of interesting, though, that we got off on the wrong foot with the Fox sisters back in the 18, you know, early 1900s when this was happening. So that is number one debunked. Not all psychic mediums are scammers. There are some, but that goes with the territory being here on earth with this crazy life. So now myth number two, psychics can read your mind. No joke, I always thought this. I remember I remember being scared of psychics because I thought that they could read my mind and that freaked me out. So as you may know, my father was a sorcerer and I grew up doing spells. And you might be like, oh yeah, Heather, so you knew you had gifts. No, that was completely different. So yes, I read cards, but I wasn't connecting psychically. I was looking at the book and reading what the book said about the card. That's nothing psychic at all about that. And doing spells had nothing to do with my psychic abilities whatsoever doing spells was, I don't know, taking out the spell book and putting together all the ingredients and doing my spell. So there was nothing psychically or spiritually as in, you know, mediumship going on. And I remember I started working at a flea market right down on 8 Mile. So let me know if you guys know the country fair flea market on 8 Mile. That's where I was working when I was 14. And I remember my dad, my stepdad, who was a sorcerer, walking in the flea market with me one day and he was like yep you see that girl there and there was this woman standing there she was like in her 40s black hair kind of looked normal and he was like she's psychic and I just remember like oh my god she's psychic I can't even walk by her I'm like I'm going to have to like stay away from her and he introduced me to her and I'm like the whole entire time I'm talking to her I'm like oh my gosh she knows what I'm thinking she knows that I'm scared of her oh my gosh I was just like freaking out and even when I went to the psychic fair where I found out I had abilities, I still felt the same thing when I was by a psychic. I was like, oh my gosh, I have a reading with her in like 10 minutes and now she's looking at crystals right next to me. Oh my gosh, she's going to know my whole entire life story. No, that is not how it works. Psychics actually read like energy, basically. So they read your energy field. They read your aura. They're not literally reading like your mind. Your mind can 
you know, have thoughts that produce energy. And I might be able to pick up on that, but I'm not going to like read your mind like Edward Cullen does in the Twilight series. <laughs> you know, that's, that's not how it works, I assure you. So let's put that one to bed that we don't have to worry so much about them reading minds. So let's move on to number three. So number three is psychics use crystal balls, crazy rooms, you know, they might have, you know, a lot of silk on or crazy outfits. So first off, they use the silk because in some places it is believed that when you wear silk, especially over your head and your shoulders, you are warning off any kind of negative entities, negative energies, that sort of thing. And so you might see those psychics still wear that, especially around the top of their head, because that's where they're connecting to the divine source through the crown chakra, which is located on the top of the head. So you might actually still see that. But the reason why that stereotype exists with psychics is because they were trying back in the day to get people to come in, to get people to pay them, right, to, you know, have a good business. So they would create kind of this crazy, unique experience. They are going in for something that's kind of unique, so they would create this amazingness around it. And so crystal balls is one of them that is associated with it. The truth is you don't need any tools to communicate. So can you imagine, I don't know, maybe it's even like the, the early, mid, late 1800s and you're going to see a psychic and she's just in her living room on a couch and she just looks like you or your wife or whoever and she has nothing. She literally has no tools and then she's just talking to you. It doesn't give it that pizzazz. So a lot of psychic and mediums went ahead and made a little bit of a experience so they could get more people in because of business. And then sometimes, you know, it helps people believe and trust in them a little bit more. Now you look around and you can see people like Tyler Henry, who is a Hollywood medium. He's like, he looks like so young. He's so young. He just looks like any old kid going to college. You have Monica, the medium who is now out there. Now it's getting a little bit more mainstream to where now we don't always see psychics with crystal balls wearing weird clothes. So just because they're not dressed like that does not mean they're not good. All right. So let's go on to number four, which is psychics read your body language. Now, me personally speaking, I might read your body language when like it looks like you are not understanding what I'm saying or you don't like what I'm saying, or maybe you do like what I'm saying. That is freaking awesome. Like, yeah, either way. And just because I see your body language say, oh, wait, I'm resistant. I don't get this. I don't like that. I will use that as an opportunity to tell them like, hey, you may not understand this now. Let me keep going. Or I will say, all right, I, I feel like I'm making you uncomfortable. I'm going to keep on going with what I'm saying, but just let me know if it gets too much for you. So I have had people that are like, you know, don't tell me that there are angels with me. <laughs> that freaks me out. <laughs> but it's like, okay, I'm not going to freak you out anymore telling you there's angels with you. I can tell by your body language that this might be making you uncomfortable. However, I am getting this, so I have to give it to you. Just bear with me. And then maybe their body language will change once we get off that subject onto another subject. So I trust that any information that's coming to me is coming to me for a reason. And that person is ready to accept that knowledge, whether it is to accept it fully right now or just to plant a seed. However, I was so nervous in the beginning of doing readings 
that I did not want someone's body language, whether they're saying no and they're shaking that head that doesn't make any sense, or whether they're nodding, to coax me in the inside to say, okay, Heather, you're on the wrong path. Stop doing that. Or Heather, you're not picking it up right. Or, you know, whatever it is. I didn't want it to create any turmoil inside. I just wanted to connect to the divine and give the messages. So what I would do is I did readings with my eyes closed for a very long time for a very long time because I did not want their face, their body language to give any of it away. If I was right, if I was wrong, like 99% of the time I was right. Some people are shaking their heads, but they shake their heads in disbelief. So if you're still learning and you're keeping your eyes open, just know sometimes people are shaking their head because they can't believe that what you're saying is, is coming out of your mouth. And they teach you not to actually close your eyes because you're really wanting to keep your eyes open so that it can seem like a three conversation, you know, you, the person you're reading for, and the spirit are all in one conversation. If you close your eyes, sometimes that seems like you're blocking off some of that communication with the spirit to their loved one who is wanting to hear from them. Keep that in the back of your mind. But no, they don't read body language. In fact, reading body language might actually mess them up a little bit more. <laughs> All right, I'm glad we settled on that one. So now we're moving on to number five. And this is one that I talk about all the time. It is, it is a gift from God and psychics and mediums should not charge. So I believed this a majority of my life that the psychic and mediumship gift was a gift from God. And the truth is, it is not. It's not a gift. It's a skill. It's a skill that everyone has. If you are born and living right now, it is an innate thing that you are born with. However, it is easier for some people than other people to connect. Just like it might be some, for, you know, for some, it might be easier for them to sing, for them to draw, for them to dance. But you can learn all of those things. You can learn how to sing by going with the voice coach. You can learn how to dance by going to dance classes. And the exact same thing with psychic and mediumship skills. You go and you learn. I learned. I went from nothing, like, all the time. And it wasn't like I had near-death experience. None of that happened to me. Yes, I went down my spiritual path because my grandmother passed away. But that just led me to my spiritual path. That led me to meditating. However, it did not like all of a sudden open up my mind and now I could see dead people. That is not what happened. I spent weeks, if not months, in a psychic development circle sitting there trying to figure out how all these people around me were connecting to people who passed on and I was sitting there getting nothing. That was me. And then I kept on learning and I learned how they communicate. And then I kept on and kept on before you know it, got the hang of it. And then it's like riding a bike. It's like, you know, it's a little awkward getting on that bike, but once you get on it, then it's like, okay, this is how it rolls. And so you should not charge. That's just like saying that an artist should not charge for their work. It's like saying that a music performer shouldn't charge for, you know, their concerts and stuff like that. It's like, it's like you have to charge because it is a skill. And most often psychic and mediumships are also putting their own money into developing their gifts so that they can go ahead and become better. So they can get better evidence, so they can trust themselves more, so they can learn tips and tricks from other psychic mediums on how they get better evidence. I know that you would want to walk into a reading and have all this very, very specific details about your past loved one. But the thing is, in order to get those details, it can take practice. It can take a lot of little tips on trying to figure out how to hear them better, how to see them better, how to feel them better. The truth is, your psychic and hum your psychics and your mediums are humans. Two, 
We are humans just trying to do our best. And the truth is, is that taking time for readings or even healings, that is taking away from parts of our life from our families, from our friends, right? That is taking time where we could be earning a paycheck at another job. So that's another reason why they need to get paid for their time and their compensation too. And if you're feeling kind of weird about, you know, either taking money or giving money to a psychic or a medium, that is just a reflection off of your own money mindset because money is just energy. It's just energy. So kind of think about that a little bit. See where you stand while I go on to number six, which is one of my pet peeves. It's such a pet peeve of mine. And that is clairvoyance and psychics are not the same thing. I went to New York not too long ago and they had clairvoyant and I'm just like, oh my God. And then people are like, I'm clairvoyant. And it's like, yes, yes, okay. You might be clairvoyant. But here's the thing is that clairvoyant is only one of one of the many clairs, right, that make up a psychic ability. So underneath psychic, so think about the psychic is the umbrella. And then underneath it, you can be clairvoyant. You can be claircognizant. You can be clairsentient. You can be clairaudient. What clairvoyant means is clear seeing. That means that you can see visions. You can see things in your mind's eye. Sometimes you can actually see them in real life. And that is part of a psychic ability. So I tell you what, you go into a clairvoyant and they better be seeing everything. <laughs> they also are getting impressions upon them from spirit. They could be getting feelings, sensations. They could be hearing things. And all of that is not just clairvoyant. That is all the other things I just said. So if you go into a psychic reader and she says, I'm clairvoyant, awesome. That means the stuff that she sees. But if she says, oh man, I feel a man near you. Oh, feel, that's clairsentient. That's clear feeling. Oh yes, I hear him saying to me that you need, and then guess what? You just heard him. That's clairaudient. So it's different. So you have psychic abilities, and then under each one of them are different types of clairs, which clairvoyant is one of them. So if you have any questions about that, then just hit me up. But yes, that is one of my pet peeves. All right, so number seven is going to be a psychic's um, basically accuracy rate is going to tell you how good they are. So you might see some psychic saying, oh, I have a 98% accuracy rate. I have a 99% accuracy rate. The truth is that tells you absolutely nothing. In fact, if a psychic is going to tell you their accuracy rate, then I would probably just stay away from them. I, I think that's a red flag. In my opinion, that's a red flag. So the thing is, is that a psychic can be wrong for many, many reasons. Okay. And I should go over this in my course in detail. So the thing is, is that you're first, you're human, number one. So they could be over translating something. They could not be translating it enough. They could have misunderstood the spirit or you could have actually changed the road. You know, you could have changed the path and that's what made it wrong, if you will, because you have free will and any time you can change the path that you're on. So I would be wary of the ones that say about the accuracy rate and it really doesn't have anything to do with anything. <laughs> so I don't even know how many predictions I make in one single reading and I'm not going to go there go back to people and be like, oh, hey, I think I made five predictions in this reading. How many of them came true? No, it's it's not about that. And I would also go to a psychic, by the way, that can tell you a little bit about what's going on right now with you, confirm some things that you know, 
before confirming some things of the future. I'm not really much of a future predictor. I'm more of like a, what can you do in the situation to get you where you want to go? And I think that we already talked about that. All right. So number eight is older psychics are better. Yes, you might feel a little bit more comfortable going to a psychic who is kind of like your grandma, you know, but the thing is they're not. In fact, sometimes I have noticed that the older the psychic, the more that they have gotten away from the true spiritual connection because they don't go back and regroup anymore. They're just so used to it. It's like riding a bike and they just keep on riding it to where they're no longer like pedaling anymore. They're just going down a steep hill and they're just not doing any of the work anymore and they might not have that bond with spirit like they once had. So I actually had a woman call me up one time and she was thinking about getting a reading with me. And she says, she was like, oh yeah, well, how long have you been doing this for? And at the time, I think I've been doing it for maybe two years. And I'm like, I don't know, like two years. And I know what she was thinking because she was like, oh, what about all those people who've been seeing spirits since they were three years old or five years old since they were a kid? I'm not like that. I have never had that experience before. So literally when I say I've only been doing it for a couple of years, that's from the time that I started, learned how to do readings and started doing them until now. And I was like, hey, you know what? I, I kind of explained myself a little bit. And I was like, it doesn't really matter how long that you've been doing it for. In fact, some of the people who have just woken up give some of the greatest readings because they're still really heavy into meditating. They're still working on their spiritual connection with the divine. There's so much going on there with them that I would think that even they might be even better. But to each their own, just to let you know, doesn't necessarily mean that they're better because they are older. Okay, so the next one we're going to say talk about is number nine, psychics will tell you when you will die. Okay, first off, no good psychic is going to tell you that. So no real bona fide psychic is going to tell you when you are going to die because there is always room to be inaccurate. There's always room that you're going to be wrong and you don't want to freak someone out. And the thing is, if you are working with love and light sources, the higher vibrating beings that are bringing you that information down, they don't really see a point in telling you. So unless there's something that you can do about it, unless there is some other kind of reason, they're not just going to tell you when you're going to die. Like, oh, here you are. You're going to die August 8th in 2032. I'm going to write that down to see if that's when I die. So, so, because I don't know why that that popped into the side of my head. So anyways, that is one thing that they will not do. In fact, a very psychic medium, very famous one, Sylvia Brown, actually got the date that she was going to pass from her spirit guide. And if you don't know who Sylvia Brown is, she was a famous psychic medium that would be on the Montel Williams show all the time. Anyways, she went ahead and told everyone when she was gonna die, what age she was gonna die, all that jazz. So imagine our surprise when she dies, I think at least 11 years prior to that date. So she's been passed now for several years. So you can definitely change your path. Even though I do feel like our death is kind of written in stone, you still have a lot of free will on the way to get there. So hopefully that makes sense. So no, they're not really going to tell you when you're going to pass. And if they do, I'd be weary in taking that information. All right, so number 10, I love this one, is psychics or psychic mediums see dead people. Oh, <laughs> so the truth is, is that, yeah, 
some psychic mediums can actually see the dead people. They could actually see your past loved one standing right beside you. Someone can actually see it physically with their eyeballs. Not everyone can. In fact, a majority of mediums are not going to see the spirit standing next to you in their physical form. And there's two reasons for that. One of the reasons is, is that it takes a lot of energy for the spirit to manifest that way. So it takes a lot of energy. In fact, if they can show it to you, then a lot of times they don't have enough energy to communicate with you at the same time. It's going to be either or. So you might be able to see the, the spirit and you can describe what they look like, but then you can't get any of their information because they don't have enough you know, energy basically to tell you. And the other thing is, is that your eyes have muscles in them that haven't been used since you were kids, since you were born, because we were told that you can't see this. So that is one thing to think about is that your eyes are also a physical muscle that you may need to practice in order to see spirits in real life. So majority of them are going to see them in their mind's eye. So kind of like if you just close your eyes and you focus on where your third eye chakra is or right between your eyebrows, that is where you are going to see a lot of those spirits. And then a lot of people too are going to feel them. They're going to sense them around. They are going to maybe hear them, those kind of things. They're not always going to see them in the physical form. All right. So I hope you liked these 10 myths debunked. I would love to know what you think about them. So definitely if you want to leave a review about them or if you want to head on over to the Rising Your Power Facebook group and then comment and let me know which one really stood out for you, that would be great. All right. So I will see you on Friday with the Spirit Story edition. But until then, make sure that you follow or subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss out. And I will catch you later. Mm -hmm.